This week on Life is Lead, more Pokemon Mega Evolutions than you can shake a stick at, the trick to taking down the four horsemen in Hearthstone, easy for me to say, and the 10-year anniversary of WoW is almost upon us, and Warlords of Draenor has a cinematic and a release date. This is Life is Lead episode 27 for August 16, 2014. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Life is Lead. This is a podcast of nerds yelling at microphones about things. I am Jesse Hanna, and joining me today, as always, is my younger brother and my co-host on this here thing, Aaron. How are you doing today? Doing pretty all right. Awesome. So, yeah, I, we... Over the break since the last time we recorded an episode, I finally broke down and spent the money to get a real hardware audio mixer and we'll put we'll post a picture of it up on our facebook page at facebook.com slash life is lead but i hopefully hopefully this will be more reliable than my old uh, hacked together entirely software audio setup that fell over every 30 seconds and made us have to go back and reset everything at least once an episode because that was freaking annoying and the reason that i never got one to begin with was because i had trouble just wrapping my head around how it would actually work but once I actually got it and set it up, it was so incredibly easy to actually set up that I feel so stupid for not having done it already. So, yeah. So there's that. Anyway, hopefully this will result in a much better sounding product and a much more reliable live stream experience for those of you who may happen to be watching. Which, I don't know if there are very many of you right now, but hey, if, just in case there are, you won't have to deal with us all having to stop and go back and fix everything right in the middle of the episode, like like usual. That means that we won't have to cut as much. Yep, and that means less work for me afterwards, so hooray for being able to be even lazier. So let's go ahead and get right into it, as we always like to do with video games. <laughs> It's it's been a busy week for me. Uh, between being sick, between helping out a friend of mine who is sick, uh, I haven't had a whole lot of time for gaming the last few days. But I have been able to play a little bit of Pokemon Y, a little bit of the Pokemon trading card game online, and once again a little bit more of Hearthstone: Curse of Nexoramus. And I still have yet to update my regular like my play mode decks, the decks that I use in casual and ranked. I still have yet to update those really with any cards that I've gotten from Naxxramas, but I am planning on doing that pretty soon because some of those some of those cards are pretty awesome. I've been meaning to make a new hunter deck and I might I might try to work some of those cards in there. So what have you been up to this past week, Aaron? I've just been filling up my decks in Pokemon Y and that's about it. Nice. I haven't had much time for anything mm-hmm. or energy. <laughs> well, yep, you're you're getting ready for school to start up pretty yeah. soon here. So that, that's keeping you pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Well, all right then. Let's go ahead and talk some about the news. Well, I, there there is one big obvious bit of news that we'll leave for a little bit later. But just a few things that we wanted to get to before that. This uh, the past couple of weeks actually we have had even more mega evolutions for Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire 
Auras. revealed. Uh, it's it's getting kind of ridiculous, kind of ridiculous how many there are because there are a lot. Uh, we've got Mega Altaria, Mega Salamence, and Mega Lopunny, which I Mega Salamence makes sense. Altaria looks weird, but is actually a pretty powerful Pokemon. Mega Lopunny kind of confuses me, though. And yeah, so, when, uh, and so does when the next the, one that we'll talk about. When the Koro Koro scans for these came out, Lopunny was just one of them that came completely out of nowhere. Yeah, like, no I, one was expecting it. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it, and it, it, it's I, I can't even really describe it. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how the decision was made for Mega Lopunny to become one of the new ones. And also, another one that was announced, Mega Audino. Well, technically not announced, because the Korean web... Because the, the Korean Pokemon site messed up and revealed these ones earlier than they should have. Well, yeah, kind of funny. But, I mean, they, they do have... This one does have an official... Um, trailer well, now well yeah it's official now because yeah, but initially initially it was a leak through the korean pokemon Which website messed up and one that still hasn't been officially announced that was leaked through the website no it has been announced it was I, announced this morning oh it has so it, so the it has so let's opening let's, ceremony for worlds let's let's fix that let's uh we'll we'll have the video for this one in the show notes as well uh mega Slowbro has also been added and a comment that a, a friend of ours, Jill, uh, Bluefire Lady, when she's in the chat room, made is it looks like he's being swallowed by the shelter on his tail and is crying for help. It 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 does not look happy. It looks it looks derpy. It, it well maybe not derpy. It looks uh, sad. Yeah, it looks, it, sad, it, it looks like it's being devoured. <laughs> but. Anyway, it looks like a sad kind of derpy. Anyway, uh, Mega Slowbro does actually look really powerful, and Mega Salamence and Altaria both should be really good as well. There have been Photoshop pictures around the internet when Mega Salamence was first showed off that the the wings on it it was replaced with like a corsant because <laughs> that's what its wings look like. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny though. Yeah. Well, uh, so yeah, those those three look really cool, but Mega uh, Mega Lopunny and Mega Audino are still still kind of confusing to me as to why why they added those. But Lopunny just came out of nowhere. I yeah. like it. I like it better better than normal. Lopunny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I how much is that really saying though? Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's what five new Mega Evolutions. I don't know how many mega evolutions there are now. Uh, well, revealed for these particular games, there's four, five, six, seven, eight. There's ten. Okay, so that's that's ten, and that's for Omega and Alpha. Yeah, and then the ones that are in uh, X and Y, there's twenty eight that you can actually get, and there's thirty programmed into the game. Okay. So there's like forty so that we know of now. That's forty total. Well, and okay, I guess I I guess that's out of seven hundred some odd. I 
I can't even seven hundred like twenty Pokemon. Yeah. So I exist now. It does still seem like kind of a lot, though, <laughs> and some of them it seems like they're reaching a little bit for. But hey, what are you gonna do? There, there are more Mega Evolutions. You can throw them in your team, and they're they are pretty awesome, and they are really powerful. So I'm I'm sure Mega Lapunny and Mega Adino will find their uses. All right, going on from that to few things of Blizzard news, pretty much the rest of the video game news that we're going to talk about this week is Blizzard yep. related. If you've been keeping up with Hearthstone Curse of Naxxramas, the you'll know that the military and construct quarters are now open. I've I've beaten the military quarter. I haven't really I haven't had time yet to take on the construct quarter, but I did have a little trouble at first with the four horsemen in the military quarter, and I figured out that the trick is the trick with that encounter is to kill the first three as close together as possible uh, using i uh, using something like maybe flame strike if you're a mage or blade flurry if you're a rogue, which is what I've been beating all of them on normal with anyway, is my rogue deck. But yeah, it, it, you you want to kill the th- because. It starts out with Baron Rivendare as the like actual boss, and then the other three horsemen are like one sevens, I think, in on the uh, one or one seven minions on the board, and there there are a few different cards that Baron Rivendare plays. Like there's one weapon that gets more powerful as the others get defeated. There's uh, he has a whole bunch of secrets. One of them like returns a minion to life with one health after you kill it. But yeah, I, I I figured out that the trick really is to kill the first three as close together as possible. And uh, that's that's just like a... There's an achievement in WoW that's just like that. It's called And They Would All Go Down Together. And that's for killing the four horsemen all within, I think, like 10 seconds. No 15 more, seconds. Yeah, 10 or 15 seconds between each kill. So yeah, that's... That's what I found for for, for uh, the four horsemen. I didn't really have any trouble with the other two in that wing, mm. and so there's only one wing left to open in Curse of Nexoramus, and that is Frostworm Lair, which opens this coming to the well, probably midnight Pacific time this coming Tuesday, since that's the time that all the others opened. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that, and finally. Uh, clearing all the wings and unlocking all of the cards because uh it's I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with Curse of Naxxramas. It is a lot of fun. And I do still I do still do a fair amount of ranked mode play, but ha- having the I, I think adventure mode is definitely a success. Yeah, I need to I need to get on getting the rest of the Naxxramas wings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That'll be at some point. Yep. And, well, not really lastly, but the last of the smaller news items for this week is that the World of Warcraft 10-year anniversary is it's coming up in a few months here. It's coming up this November, and Blizzard has announced their plans for what the celebration will entail. They always do some kind of in-game event or giveaway of some sort, and this time, because it's the 10-year anniversary, they have a lot planned. Starting off with a new 
I don't know if it's going to be permanent, but at least uh, during the celebration, there will be a new battleground that recreates the old vanilla WoW endless death matches that would always happen between Terran Mill and South Shore. And if you played in the vanilla or Burning Crusade days, you'll know what I'm talking about. It would just be hours upon hours of Horde and Alliance, Horde coming south from Terran Mill, Alliance going north from South Shore, just wholesale slaughtering each other right in the middle. And I remember when I was leveling my rogue, the days of running from Silver Pine Forest out to Terran Mill and just praying that I wasn't going to get ganked (laughs) and my frame rate just tanking because there's so many bodies and skeletons on the ground by the roadside because uh, that's, that's just how bad it would get then. And so Blizzard is adding a PVP battleground. It's just team deathmatch horde versus Alliance kill as many of the other team as you can. Is it it there to stay? I I don't know if it's there to stay, but it's going to be there for the anniversary celebration. Oh, okay. And it seems like this they're 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 trying to really do a lot of callbacks to vanilla for this particular celebration. And the reason I say that is because the other big thing that they're doing is a forty man raid finder version of Molten Core. Oh man, I want to do that. So it's it basically I, I they'll probably tune it up a little bit for it to be at least a little more of a challenge to level 90 characters, because nowadays you can go in and solo it at 90 without any trouble at all, really. Yeah. But So they're going to tune it up a little bit, but most of it will probably be just throw 40 guys in there and dance party on the boss's corpses. (laughs) Because I I can't imagine them making it all that difficult. And as a reward for taking down Ragnaros in the... Molten Core LFR, you will get an achievement and a Corehound Mount reward. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. And in keeping with the Molten Core theme, uh, you may remember a couple of weeks ago as our one more thing, and hang on now that I say that I have to play it. There we go. Uh, you, you may remember as, uh, as our... One more thing! A couple of weeks ago, we had something that had been not really announced, but kind of leaked. A Molten Corgi in the game. The Molten Corgi. The Molten Corgi. Uh, wow, in-game battle pet. And now we know what that's going to be used for. That's going to be given to anyone who logs in during the anniversary, the, the WoW 10th, year, uh, 10th anniversary celebration. So that's how that's how you're going to get that. And... Oh my gosh, I want that so bad. <laughs> I do too. Between uh, that and the the horde bike, I now have more of a reason to just put more time on WoW yeah, just get, to get, get those things. Get your subscription back up and get those things. Uh, you've got, I think, till the end of September to log in to flag your account to get the horde chopper mount. Okay. So you've got time for that, but you definitely want to have it uh, up during the 10th year se- uh, celebration. Because there's lots of cool stuff going on for that. You definitely want to get in to check that out. All right, now on to the big thing of this past couple of weeks, really. Well, no, just this week. Well, we it was actually a, 
the week before last was when it was announced that Blizzard would be announcing the release date and premiering the cinematic for Warlords of Draenor this yeah, past Thursday, the 14th. The announcement of the announcement is irrelevant at this point. Well, yes, because now they have actually had the announcement. And if you're watching the video, we're showing you a little bit here of the Warlords of Draenor cinematic, which was indeed premiered on this past Thursday, the 14th. As well as the release date, which is going to be November 13, 2014. And that's, that's after BlizzCon, and it is a little bit later than I was expecting. I was, I was expecting them to have it out before BlizzCon. A, a lot of people were because, like for example, the live raid panel that they have where they have two uh, heroic like world-first chase raid teams raiding up on stage the the thought was that blizzard would have the game out before blizzcon so that the teams would have time to make some progression and i thought they would that it would be out out be out in like december so this is earlier than i was expecting yeah well so i and yeah i was thinking kind of maybe late september or early october but mid-november does fall in line pretty well with what the previous release uh, the previous release dates for other expansions have been. So I, I I don't have that much of a problem with it. And the cinematic just looks absolutely awesome. The cinematic's pretty cool. Uh, they, they, Blizzard did tease a couple of screenshots of Gromash Hellscream. You see him right there if you're watching this. They did tease a couple of screenshots from the trailer before the actual trailer premiere. And it... It makes the orc from the Mists of Pandaria cinematic look like a cartoon, and that made everything before it look like a cartoon. So the Blizzard's cinematic team just keeps outdoing themselves. They just keep going out of their freaking minds. It's amazing. Uh, this, I, I think my favorite cinematic is probably still the Mists of Pandaria one, but just as a achievement of animation this one is probably the best they've ever done mine still has to be the wrath cinematic but this one is pretty good the wrath cinematic is really good i think i like the cataclysm cinematic a little bit more than that one but uh, this this one is definitely worthy of being the lead into and there there's also a good homage to or callback to the War to Warcraft three in the cinematic, and if you've played Warcraft three all the way through, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll have seen it. So that's it's pretty cool that they are calling back a lot more to their older games in in the cinematic and just kind of in where the story for this expansion is going. It seems like we do a, a little bit more about what is going to be coming up before the expansion in the usual pre-expansion major patch. Patch 6.0 will bring the an incursion of the Iron Horde through the Dark Portal into Azeroth. The Dark Portal is going to turn red, and orcs are going to start pouring out of it and killing everything in their path, which has Everywhere. happened. Which has happened before. The difference being that this time it's orcs not corrupted and under the influence of the Burning Legion. It's orcs who are under the influence of Garrosh Hellscream. <laughs> Well, it's Garrosh Hellscream, but really, who goes back in time and convinces them not to drink the blood of Manoroth. I'm getting into some 
deeper lore stuff here, but it's it's Garrosh Hellscream goes back in time, convinces the orcs not to drink Manoroth's blood, and still leads them through the portal to destroy all the things anyway. For whatever reason. In any case, the Horde and Alliance then have to gather together in Blasted Lands to fight off the invasion, and you end up in Draenor as part of a party that decides to go through the portal to ultimately try to stop the Iron Horde. And that's where the expan that's at the start of the actual expansion. During patch 6.0, though, there will also be a level 90 version of the revamped Upper Black Rock Spire. And there's with the Iron Horde in it. Yes, with the Iron Horde. And that's that's going to be a I think it's going to be a level 100 dungeon once the expansion comes out. But yeah, basically the uh, Iron Horde managed to get it as far as and take over Upper Black Rock Spire, and you have to go in and try to kick them out. <laughs> so the, you're you're going to be able to do that as a level 90 character before the expansion itself is actually released. We don't know when Patch 6.0 is going to be coming out, but from the time that 6.0 drops until the expansion comes out. And this is the same sort of thing as they did with the Miss of Pandaria. Every expansion. <laughs> well, yeah, they they do something like this with every expansion, but with Miss of Pandaria, they did a level 90 version of the Isle of Theramore. Um what's the word? scenario. They had a level uh or no, a level 85 version of that before the expansion came out. And then once the expansion came out, it became a level 90 thing. But it, it's kind of neat to see that they're doing that again. That'll give a, that'll give a pretty good amount of content to do. And the drops in the level ninety ubers will be gear that you can then use and take into Draenor, and will be good gear to get you started in the uh, questing and leveling in the new expansion. And finally, we also got details about the collector's edition, and I've already pre-ordered mine from Amazon for $89.99. That's how much you can pay there. It's probably going to be the same price pretty much everywhere. Yep. It includes the usual stuff, a soundtrack, a behind-the-scenes DVD and Blu-ray, a DVD of the actual game, the actual expansion itself, and a coffee table art book. It's going to be a hundred some odd pages and have all the concept art and CGs that they that Blizzard made in the development of the expansion, as well as a mouse pad. Yes, a mouse pad featuring the orcish, the chief of. Oh, I forget which clan. Blackrock. Yes, the Blackrock clan. Thank you. Uh, Blackhand is going to be featured on the mouse pad in the collector's edition and there are also the usual in-game goodies and these these are also available if you get the digital deluxe edition instead of the physical collector's edition but anyway that those in-game goodies include a dread raven mount and a dread hatchling battle pet both of which look pretty cool there are also starcraft 2 portraits of grom hellscream and of black hand for Diablo 3, there's an equipable Warsong pennant, which is just like the the flag, the pennant that you see orcs carrying on their backs uh, that you've seen around in the Warcraft universe. If you've been around it a while, you've probably seen several of those. And also a pretty cool-looking Hearthstone card back will be available in the 
collector's edition and digital deluxe edition. <clears throat> so what do you think, Aaron? You think you're going to want the physical collector's edition, maybe the digital deluxe edition? Always physical. Yeah, I, I, I if I'm going if I'm going for a collector's edition, I'll pretty much always say physical. Yeah, I, I love the um the soundtrack. Although you can usually get those on iTunes, I also love the art books. Uh, some of the stuff that they just looking at some of the artwork that they've made in the development of the expansions is amazing. I love I love looking at all that stuff. And one more thing, I uh, will have a link to this in the show notes as well, but another thing that was premiered during the announcement event for Warlords of Draenor was the Lords of War series. And it's it's going to be just a animated, a series of animated shorts. You may remember the Burdens of Shaohao series that Blizzard made during the Miss of Pandaria expansion. This is the same sort of thing, only focusing on several of the more important and uh, several of the orcish clan leaders, uh, clan chieftains that will be more impactful throughout the Warlords of Draenor expansion. So you've got like Kargath, you've got Durotan, you've got Grom Hellscream, of course. So that that looks pretty cool. And they premiered uh, episode one of that and also have a trailer. So we'll have links to those in the show notes as well. So you excited for Warlords of Draenor, Aaron? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty dang excited for this. I I'm I'm really looking forward to Garrisons. Uh, those those sound like you'll be able to do a lot of really cool stuff with them. So I'm lo- really looking forward to that. That definitely sounds like the best feature of this expansion. Mm-hmm. And I mean, stuff like the stat squish also uh, looks and sounds really cool. It'll be uh, it'll be kind of nice to not be dealing with such ridiculously large numbers anymore <laughs> because it was getting a little bit out of hand. Yep. And also the the uh, the skill squishing. Yes, uh, the well. um, not as much uh, useless stuff. Ability pruning. Yeah, I'm mo- making abilities that a lot of people uh, that were basically mandatory to be able to function as your class, rolling those into other abilities or making them passive or just removing them entirely thing, uh, so that your actual contribution really depends on the things that you do actually do that actually make a difference uh, as, as opposed to having to use things and penal- that penalizes you if you don't use them, actually using more abilities that make a positive contribution and using them more effectively is going to be more what determines how, how well you do in say a dungeon or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do like that as well. I think that covers it for video games. There's been a lot of stuff going on the last couple of weeks, but those, those were the important bits that we wanted to go over. So let's move on now to anime. Okay. All right, and uh, pretty much all I've been watching lately is just keeping up with the Sailor Moon re-releasing on Hulu and also on iTunes and keeping up with Sailor Moon Crystal. Episode 4 premiered this morning, so I've I've watched that this afternoon and still enjoying the heck out of that. It's, it's definitely turning into a great series, uh, even if you've never been, like I've said before, even if you've never really been a 
Sailor Moon fan or a Magical Girl anime fan, if you like anime, you can probably find something to like about Sailor Moon Crystal because it's it's a very good series. I I still strongly recommend it. Mm. And I'm guessing you've been watching The Usual? Yep, particularly JoJo's. Yep. All right, not all. Seriously, that show is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've said this numerous times on this show, but if you are not watching JoJo's, you need to watch JoJo's. I haven't had the time to get caught back up with that yet, but I've I've been meaning to, and I'll get around to it soon, pretty soon, I think. Anyway, there's not a whole lot of news as far as anime goes this week. We do know that the, well, the latest Rurouni Kenshin live-action film, the first of the final two of the trilogy the first one came out at the start of august the second one comes out next month about a month from now actually about four weeks and the first one opened atop the japanese box office in the first two days that it was open it took in over 592 million yen and over 433,000 tickets were sold so that's uh, that's just that's almost that's six, a lot of money that's all that's around at right around six million dollars for uh, the first two days that it was open, and it totaled 820 million yen for its entire opening weekend. So that's a pretty good opening. That is a lot of money. Yeah, that's that's a really good uh, that's a really good opening for any film, but particularly for a film based on a manga or anime story. Mm. And there is on YouTube there is a five minute long digest that kind of recaps the story thus far. If if you didn't get a chance to see the first film or if you just want a refresher before going into the second and third films, there's a, a kind of a recap or digest on YouTube that if, if you know Japanese anyway, will cover pretty much all the story so far. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes for you to check out. And if you don't understand Japanese, then you can just, watch it and have your jaw drop at the awesomeness of it because it's pretty awesome. And the last bit of news is that on Labor Day weekend, Toonami will be having an Attack on Titan marathon. That's going to be on August 30th. They're going to premiere a new episode of Space Dandy and then starting at midnight, I believe that's midnight Eastern time, they're going to run through all of the first 12 episodes of Attack on Titan. So if you if you haven't been keeping up with the dub, if you've been meaning to get into Attack on Titan and want to see the dub, then that's a pretty good way to go and get caught up with it. You can just set your DVR, record the fir- all the first 12 episodes for it, or just stay up late and watch it. Yep. I... I- I still haven't heard much about when that series is going to be continuing, but I am looking forward to it. I've been meaning to go back and watch the first season of that as well, because that that is a good series. I I really enjoyed it, and I hope they keep making it. I've been meaning to check out the manga as as well. They might keep making it. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it's only a huge international phenomenon. You never know whether or not that'll make any difference. All right, that that's going to do it for anime. So let's go ahead and close things out now with... Whoops. One more thing. There we go. I, I'm very professional, I swear. We've got this big fancy hardware mixer and everything. We're still totally professional, I promise. 
And not having any problems finding the right button. No, of course not. What are you talking about? Anyway, our one more thing this week is a new website that uh, that started up a couple of weeks ago called Manga Anime Here. And what it is is a uh, – there's, there's a website called canistream.it. And what it is is basically a search engine for all the different streaming and digital purchase services for movies and TV shows to find out – I, whether you can buy it on iTunes or stream it on Netflix or Hulu, that sort of thing. This is kind of like that, except for manga and anime. It's a way to find out where you can legally purchase and read or watch manga or anime series online, digitally. You you can either go to the homepage and scroll through and see all the different series that they have links to or you can do a search like we can do a search here for roni kenshin and it'll bring up yeah there are a couple options here of the manga and it will show you where you can go to read and download that manga in an officially licensed uh, from an officially licensed source and that's kind of the key here is their goal is to point people towards where they can find officially licensed versions of manga and anime uh, as as an attempt to try to reduce piracy and also as an attempt to kind of showcase places that people might not know about that are where they can go to find and watch manga and anime instead of going to piracy and that's that's always been kind of the key i've thought is making the content available digitally for download purchase streaming and also getting it out there, telling people, hey, this is here for you to go watch and consume without having to pirate it from shady sources. And I mean, I've, I've downloaded my fair share, more than my fair share really, of anime in my days. But if, if something is available digitally from a licensed to- source, I'll, I'll, I'll prefer to get it from there because I do like supporting bringing more anime over here more anime and more manga over to north america so it it, i they don't have very much here but what they do have i i think is a good start and i think the concept is a good way of making people more aware of where they can find stuff the the things that they want to watch from officially licensed sources Mm. so we'll have a link to that in the show notes and it's just manga-anime-here.com and it might be worth giving a quick check out but they do need to add a lot more actual content to it because the, it's it's a little threadbare like, I know that I can watch Roroni Kenshin streaming on Crunchyroll but a search for Roroni Kenshin only turns up the manga series so it's it's far from complete but what they do have as far as anime is actually fairly impressive. They they have a bunch of different sources where you can go to get the, the anime episodes. Like, for example, Sailor Moon. They've got Viz and Hulu and Crunchyroll streaming and also links to Amazon and Google Play and iTunes, Xbox, Sony, where you can go buy and download it. So they have a lot of different sources. It's just that they don't have a lot of different series so they need to add more of that for it to really be a whole lot more useful but it's it's a good start i think and i think that's just about gonna wrap it up for this episode 
the show notes, MP3 download, links to our Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus pages, links to subscribe to us via RSS or on iTunes. All of that you can find at our website, which is lifeislete.com. That's L-I-F-E-I-S-L-E-E-T.com. On Facebook, we're at fb.me slash lifeislete. On Twitter, at at lifeislete. And on Google Plus, at plus lifeislete podcast. If you want to join us for the live stream, those are usually on Saturday afternoons. Uh, this is actually the first time in a while that we've had a live stream on Saturday afternoon, but we're going to try to stick to that schedule more regularly now. Uh, but anyway, if you want to join us for that and join the chat room, watch the live stream, that will always be at lifeislete.com slash live. My name is Jesse. I write this thing, so if anything is wrong, blame me. All the stuff that I do is at jbhanna.net or at, at jbhanna. Aaron streams things every once in a while at twitch.tv slash Plato Zero. That's P-L-A-T-O and the number zero. And whenever I stream things, that'll be at twitch.tv slash jbhanna. And keep an eye on our uh, the podcast Facebook and Twitter pages for details. If you want to contact the show with feedback, comments, suggestions, audio attachments, recommendations of games or anime, stuff for us to consume and review, all of that you can send to us at podcast at lifeislete.com. That is going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. For me, for Aaron, till next time, everyone within the sound of my voice, take care.